Listening. Thank you very much for tuning in to the All You Listening Now podcast, while we'll talk about any and everything. I am your host, Johnny, back at it again for another week. Shout out to four men in Florida who got caught jacking gas pumps to drop gas prices to almost nothing. Now, let me say, let me say this. Yes, this is a crime and I'm not advocating that anyone does anything criminal. But with the way gas prices have been, I do understand what they were trying to do because Lord have mercy, $50 to fill up a Toyota Corolla should be a crime. But not advocating anybody go do anything like this, but still shout out to those four men in Florida. Nevertheless, though, nevertheless, wherever you may be listening, I certainly hope you have had a very, very good week because I know that I have as well. All right, ladies and gents, thank you all for tuning in to today's show, taking time out of your busy day to download and listen to the show. As you know, the podcast now is being played anywhere podcasts are being played nowadays. So whatever your favorite podcast and listening platform is, when you tell your friends, family members, loved ones, strangers, whoever about the show, they will be able to find the podcast anywhere. Also, in the description of the podcast notes, I leave timestamps for every segment of the show. So that way, if you don't, if you're crossed for time and don't have the opportunity to listen to the entire show, you can certainly go and find the favorite segment of the show to listen to. So look for those timestamps in the description. Also, on those different platforms, there is a way to rate the show, like the show, even leave me a comment and subscribe to the show. If you do all that, it will greatly help me out. It actually helps promote the show by doing that. And when the show uploads, if you subscribe to the show, it'll obviously send you notifications. So that way you can go ahead and tune in. So on those different platforms, if you could do that for me, it'll greatly help me out and I'll greatly appreciate it. Also, another note with the show, the show um, actually, the reason why it's downloaded today is because the show has officially been moved to Fridays. There was some changes to my work schedule um, that I had to adjust the show around. So the show is going to be uploaded on Fridays now. So look for the show on Fridays. But let me kick off the show with this. Got a couple of interesting topics today to go over that I want to talk about. And the first one is, and it was pretty big in the sports world when it happened this past week. And it was the Houston Texans trading Deshaun Watson to the Cleveland Browns for a bunch of picks and even gave Deshaun Watson a pay raise. Now, of course, this sparked outrage by many folks who felt that considering Deshaun Watson is still going through his legal troubles, even though the criminal aspect of it has been dropped at least by one court. I think another court um, or another DA was talking about picking it up in Texas in Houston, but we'll see about that. But having said that for now, those legal troubles are over with and now he just has the civil cases to deal with. And you had a lot of people, you know, understandably upset because not only did Cleveland go out of their way to get him 
they actually gave him a pay raise. So here, here's what I will say. Here's what I will say about this whole case. I know now in our society that the rules say that you're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. You have people on that side who say that. And also, also in our society, we have people who then say that you're guilty until proven innocent. And you have that side. Now, I'm more on that side. However, I do understand that where there is some smoke, and especially when there's plenty of smoke, there might be some fire. I've also talked to some people about this who've also had the, I guess you could say, conspiracy theorist opinion that this was all a setup. So that way, Deshaun Watt, because Deshaun Watson came out and said some disparaging things against the Houston Texans. So they went out of the way to basically plan this. Now, I obviously don't agree with that at all because, I mean, look, if it was two or three, I mean, I'm still on the side of innocence of proven guilty, but I would at least be like, okay, maybe, but then this 22 and it was actually reported more than that. So we're just saying the 22 that we know of that's in this civil suit. 22, that's a lot of people for somebody to go try to ruin somebody's life over. So conspiracy theorists, yeah, you're on your own with that one. Now, as far as the people who are basically he's guilty until proven innocent. So I get the fact that in a lot of cases when it comes to women abuse um, cases, that a lot of women actually do not come forward immediately for a number of different reasons. It could be psychological reasons. It could be reasons of them not trusting that their word is actually going to be taken into account. It could be a number of different things, right? So I certainly understand people who think that, well, why didn't these women come and bring all this to light first? At the same time, though, even though, yes, could Deshaun Watson be lied on? Sure, he, he could. All 22 of these women could be lying. And that's what the court is for. Now, we all know that just because legal things were dropped and yes, the legal aspect of it being dropped technically is supposed to make you innocent. However, we always know and me as a black man know that verdicts in cases aren't always 100 percent. Case in point, there are many people who have been still are and probably will be locked up. And they were innocent. So it goes both ways. But I would just say this. Since Deshaun Watson is a fantastic football player. And last we seen him on the field. He was arguably top three. Definitely a top five quarterback. Since there are no pressing criminal charges. I don't blame Cleveland for what they did. At all. If you have the chance to get a. Because again you got to realize the NFL is a business. As much as we want the NFL and other professional sports and even businesses for that matter to be a to have some moral compass. And that would be nice. I would love that. However, in a capitalistic society, unfortunately, bottom line is at the height of that. And because of that, moral interest a lot of the times gets put on the back burner. And with that. Deshaun Watson gets traded. They give him a pay increase because if you remember in the story, Deshaun Watson had actually ruled Cleveland out. He didn't even want to go there. But then after it boiled down to two teams, Cleveland jumps back in and says, 
well, what can we do basically to make you come here? And Deshaun, and I'm sure his agent and representatives were like, well, we want to be the highest paid or at least have the highest paid guaranteed money of any quarterback. And they said, okay. And because of that, Deshaun Watson is now a Cleveland Brown. Now, he'll probably, I'm I'm curious to see what the NFL is going to do. The NFL, with a lot of its punishments, tend to be very reactionary, right? They don't really have really hardcore, concrete guidelines. I know they do, but then they don't. Because if you think about back when the Ray Rice situation happened, they gave him two games. And then the video came out. And after the video came out and they outraged, that's when the NFL was like, oh, 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 well, we got to at least give you six. Because I think it was eight and then it got reduced to six. But now we got to add more games because the public perception of what happened is so loud. And the NFL tends to change with that public perception. It's why when Kaepernick was kneeling for police brutality, not against the flag, but police brutality, no one was on board in the NFL hardly. But then after George Floyd got murdered, then all of a sudden, oh yeah, Black Lives Matter, we can put that on the thing. Hey, everybody's going to kneel. We're going to do all this stuff. uh, Our last president called us some SOBs and we're going to kneel in solidarity because now, now because we have visual proof and the public narrative has changed. Now we could change our stance. So, and again, that's all business. That's really how businesses work. Businesses are in the, are in the business, pun intended, to make sure that their bottom line isn't touched. Whatever they have to do to make, to ensure that, or to profit off of what may be the ire of the public at the time, that's what they're going to do. Considering right now, there is no really heightened public pressure on Deshaun Watson, honestly, like, yeah, you have, you know, some obviously women who may be in the media who's outraged about it rightfully and understandably. So, um, I don't have a daughter, but of course I have, I have sisters, I have a mother. So I certainly understand, um, people, you know, relating it to that. But since the outrage isn't so visceral right now, then yeah, Deshaun Watson is going to get traded. Plus, he's a heck of a talent. Now, Deshaun Watson was a, I don't know, a middle-of-the-road quarterback that he probably wouldn't get touched. Matter of fact, this probably even wouldn't be that big of a story other than the dude got these allegations and, you know, that's what it is what it is. Um, People actually, this is more high-profile because of who Deshaun Watson is. So, I'm siding with, yes, the NFL. Look, the Cleveland Browns had the right to trade for him. They had the right to give them money. I know it feels, I think, I forgot who said it in the media. Um, I think it was Molly Karam, actually, who said it. It feels like a slap in the face to women that he's really only going to get like a million dollar fine because of the way they labeled the contract. And I can understand that. But again, the NFL and most businesses, for that matter, to be honest, they really don't have a moral compass. They're just really about this is what it is. It's why they change as much as they do. They change they change with the times. Tell you right now, if the circumstances swing a different way, that's the way the businesses are gonna go. People complaining about ESPN being a woke network. Well guess what? That's kind of what the culture is, right? So that's the way ESPN is going. Or at least that's the way they perceive the 
is going. So that's why they're going to pivot that way. If another thing pivots, let's just say it swings the other way to, I guess, what's anti-wokeness, I guess. Then ESPN will probably swing that way. It's just what businesses do. So, look, I get it. You want to be upset that Deshaun Watson gets to play in the NFL? That's fine. But then we have to ask ourselves, what punishment would actually fit the crime for you? Is it him being banned from the NFL, suspended for a year, losing half all his pay? Like there's, honestly, I don't know if there's going to be a punishment that can be put out that's going to justify everybody's feelings. But I will say that what the NFL should do is just have some concrete rules in place around anything like this. If you're accused of domestic violence, you get, you know, if you're accused, I I don't know, they can have rules like if you're accused by, you know, of domestic violence or sexual assault or anything, then if it's X amount of women, you get X amount of games. If you get over this number, you get this many games. Like I, I believe that they could put something concrete down there like that. And now granted, is that going to appease everybody? No, but at the same time, I think what a lot of people gets upset with the NFL about is that they don't have those concrete rules in place. So it leaves it open to the, to interpretation of what they want to do. And because of that is why a Ray Rice will get two games. And then the video comes out. Oh, now we got to give you eight that, you know, or now we got to give you six. So that's something the NFL I think should definitely look into. And if they do that, then maybe that won't, I mean, look, there's going to be some outrage because people, you know, us people tend to be emotional and when emotions get high, logic gets low as they say, but Honestly, Cleveland, if Deshaun Watson can actually play, you found your quarterback of the future and with the talent that they have, they can maybe even get to an AFC championship game. I would like I mean, it would be nice if they could win the Super Bowl since Cleveland Browns haven't done that since Jim Brown was there. I think they I think the year they won the Super Bowl, didn't he retire? I might be wrong about that, but I think that was the last time Cleveland actually won a championship. I, I don't think it was the NFL at the time, but anyway. Uh, won a championship as far as football goes, but you still have the quarterback in place to do that. But that's my thoughts in regards to the Sean Watson situation. All right, let me switch gears to something obviously not as hard hitting, but Marvel for the last uh, 10, 12 years or so has been known for simply putting out some of, if not the best superhero movies, period. But As of last year, they have been killing the game when it comes to TV series. The five that they have put out have been incredible. And I know that Moon Knight show that is about to drop on March 30th is going to be great too. But I know some of you out there are wondering just what is a Moon Knight? So I wanted to take this segment of the show to provide some insight into this character. So Moon Knight was created by Doug Mink and Don Perling back in 1975. And when his character was first introduced, he was a villain for Werewolf by Night, which I'm sure at some point I'll probably have to do a segment on him since I think they're doing something with his character. But nevertheless, the following year in 1976, they reintroduced him 
in his own mini comic um, series of sort. But this time he was actually a hero in the, in the Werewolf by Night series. He was more of a villain. His popularity grew. Uh, Moon Knight did pretty quick. And because of that, he was featured in other comics like the Defenders. And finally, in 1980, he was given his first full comic book story. In the comics, Moon Knight's real name was Mark Spencer, and he was the son of a Jewish rabbi, but he rebelled against his Jewish upbringing, mostly because he disagreed with his father fleeing to America during the Holocaust instead of fighting, which to me seems like a pretty good idea to leave um, if you could for America in the midst of possibly getting completely eradicated the way it happened in the Holocaust, um, unfortunately. But to each their own. When he became of age, he served in the U.S. military and later became an agent of the CIA. After some things popped off that led him to leaving the CIA, he became a hired mercenary and took a job in Africa. Now, doing this job, he ends up getting into it with a guy he thought was his partner and he was beaten up pretty bad and actually left for dead in a desert. His body was found by some men that worked for the guy um, he was hired by and they took his body and laid it at the foot of some random statue. Now, this random statue actually happened to be the Egyptian moon god uh, Khonshu who protects those that travel at night. While Mark was unconscious, he was actually visited by Khonshu and he made a deal with Mark that basically said that he would help him and keep him alive if he was willing to become an avatar for him. With only having death as his option, he chose the former and ta-da, he became Moon Knight. I do like, by the way, that the first thing he decided to do was uh, get him some get back on his former partner, uh, which he easily defeated uh, once he actually re-engaged him. Once he was back in the States after the job that he took in Africa, he decided to start fighting crime in the name of justice and even gave himself other names to distance himself from his past in Steve Grant. Now, even though Steve was a very rich man due to some investing of some money he had made off weapon deals back in the day, he also came to the understanding that to fight crime, you have to actually plunge into the streets or the streets as we call it. And due to that, he came up with another alter ego in Jake Lockley and Jake wasn't rich. He was just a regular cab driver that would be able to get the scoop on crimes happening by random people that he would, you know, carry in his taxi and even a homeless man, um, be actually befriended in the comics also that would give him the scoop on things um, that he was hearing on the street. Now here's the kicker of all this. Mark was later told that he had multiple personality disorder, which would explain him wanting to be different folks and was later told that what he thought he saw was just a hallucination, which was probably caused by him getting beat almost to death. Now, as we have learned with Marvel characters, um, they tend to get reboots or remakes all the time. And in 1985, that's what Marvel did with Moon Knight. The original story that I, you know, that we just talked about earlier, Marvel kind of scrapped those plans, mainly because the sale of the comics were tanking. And in my opinion, probably because no one wants 
a not well superhero. So this time around, he really did meet the Egyptian god and received his powers and weapons from him. Those weapons were things like boomerangs, a golden ink, and crescent-shaped moon darts. Now, if you bring up Moon Knight around DC, DC-loving folks, they will tell you that Moon Knight is just Marvel's version of Batman, but considering I don't think Batman got his abilities from any Egyptian god or any god for that matter, all I'm gonna say is all superheroes that wear capes and work mostly at night are not alike. Throughout the years, he has been in multiple Marvel comics. Even though his character hasn't evolved over the years, it's pretty much um, kind of stayed the same for the most part. I guess the one thing they added to his character, which makes him even more not like Batman, was the fact that Moon Knight would actually kill a person if need be. He ain't waiting for them to go to jail. He murkered them on the spot. He totally embraced the no face, no case, and no name, no claim attitude which Batman is missing. And with this, it wraps up Moon Knight's origins. Now, do I think the show is going to be great? Yes, because it's Marvel, and until I see them put out a bad TV series, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Trust me though, if anybody else was making this show, I would guarantee you it would probably not be worth watching. But let's see if it's going to be worth our time and watching it. I think it is. However, you're able to watch it. Um, I think the Moon Knight series coming out March 30th is going to be pretty, pretty dope. But ladies and gents, let me switch from one Marvel character breakdown in TV show to another Marvel character, which will also be a TV show. And a little over a week ago, the trailer for Miss Marvel dropped. And I had some folks um, actually asking me, wait, didn't Marvel already put this out in a movie? Well, in case you got confused and thought that Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel were the same person, well, they're not, kind of. So the name Miss Marvel has been used in Marvel Comics a few times um, throughout the years. The most notable was when Carol Danvers was called that before changing her name to Captain Marvel. And ultimately the name ends up in the hands of Camilla Khan back in 2014. Since the trailer for the TV series is going to be based on Camilla Khan's version of this character, I'll go over her origin story because the entire origin story of Ms. Marvel or the name Ms. Marvel will have us here for some time. And well, I don't think it's going to matter to the upcoming show later this year outside of them maybe just giving some reference to Camilla Khan actually, you know, idolizing Captain Marvel or something like that. But her powers, at least in Marvel Comics, and I'm basing this on a comic book, came from this Tyrogen bomb going off and being detonated by Black Boat of the Inhumans during his fight with Thanos. This bomb carried in it some mist that if human, humans breathed it in, they could develop powers. It just so happened that Camilla being wrong place, wrong time was caught in this and was put into this cocoon, which also happened to be what the inhumans go through when developing their powers. But this happened to Camilla and in the midst of that happening, pun totally intended, <laughs> um, she was, I guess you could say, dreaming and was dreaming about her favorite superhero, Captain Marvel, 
And once she was out of her cocoon, she started to discover that she had power. With her powers, she was able to change the molecular structure of her body, which if you saw any picture of her with big hands, um, that was what her powers allowed her to do. Well, one of the things her powers allowed her to do. She could also kind of heal herself if she got injured, which is actually pretty cool um, and pretty dope. Now, it wasn't to the level of, let's say, Wolverine or Deadpool or anything like that, but it was still pretty impressive for her to be able to do. The cool thing about her character in the comics is that much like other superheroes, she had to go through a transformation to figure out what her powers were and how to be a functioning member of society while also figuring out who she was as a young adult. Because after all, she was still a teenager who also was balancing her Pakistani upbringing, considering her thought process of being a superhero in a lot of ways conflicted with her upbringing that she was raised in. She later ended up joining the champions team who had Miles Morales, Nova, and I believe um, Time Skip Cyclops was a part of that as well. I believe he was on that team. Now, with what we are seeing Marvel do, I believe that the way they are heading in the MCU, I think they are just going to use the names of the Young Avengers, uh, which she was actually never a part of in Marvel Comics. But I think that's the way I believe they're actually going to go. They're just going to include her into that group. The Camilla Khan version of Miss Marvel doesn't have much else to really cover but i really like her character in the comics i know from the looks of it they are changing her powers in the mcu which might not be a good thing but when it comes to marvel and their tv shows and of course obviously their movies i tend to have faith and give them the benefit of the doubt but i honestly would have liked for them to actually keep her powers the same in the comics Look, it's at this point, I guess, is acknowledged by most comic book fans that the MCU doesn't exactly go verbatim by what the comics does. They take different elements of the different comic stories because there's a lot of comic stories out there that Marvel can peel from. So that's what they tend to do. Then they just piece it together to make their MCU. So that's maybe what um, they're doing with her character. It looks like her powers are coming from some bands or something. And there's a lot of speculation about what those, where those bands come from, which kind of would be a little disappointing in the, from the standpoint of her powers simply come from those rings or whatever those bands are that she had on in the trailer. That means if you take those off of her, she no longer has powers, but we'll see. Maybe the, maybe the bands are just a way for her to kind of, concentrate her powers versus them actually being her powers if that makes sense the trailer though it didn't really actually give us um, anything regarding what's going to happen other than her being a regular teen and then getting powers but um let's see what the way marvel goes with the show marvel and tv shows they've been five for five so far all of them have been either at least good if not excellent. So we will see. It's a, I've said it before, but it's a great time to be a comic book fan. And if you're not a comic book fan, it is a great time for you to just come on in. The water's fine. I'm going to leave it there. And that's it for today's show. Thank you again very much for tuning in. If you again, like the content you're getting here, 
on those different podcasting platforms. If you have not already, give me a like, subscribe to the show, leave me a comment, rate the show. It greatly helps me out. It promotes the show and I'll greatly appreciate it. But until next week, I certainly hope you all have a great, great week and I will talk to you all later. Peace.